Times Chad Petrie has the story. When you get a fast food meal, no one expects to be called a little ugly dude. We get the receipt and I looked at it and say little ugly dude and I'm like, really? Tanisha Bush says her son went into the Wendy's on Schillinger Road Monday night. Quintarius Brown says he couldn't figure out why people behind the counter were laughing before he got his order. When he saw the words, little ugly dude, printed at the bottom, he ran out of the restaurant. It hurt. It hurt my feelings. It made me cry. I was embarrassed and I felt bad. For whatever reason there may be for leaving those three words at the bottom of a receipt, the family says that's just not funny. It's not cool. Because it's considered bullying. You know, you don't go around making fun of people because you don't know their situations. That's bullying. Bush says her son deals with mental health issues daily. She wants employees to be better trained to not put rude comments on receipts. Don't just put anything on a receipt. You know, make, make your customer feel welcome to come back and shop or visit your store again. She posted the receipt Tuesday on Facebook, and it's been shared hundreds of times since. In Mobile, Chad Petrie, News 5. All right. Um, this is uh, Wednesday, November f- not December 5th. December 5th. I know that I messed up. The Wednesday, December 5th, uh, 2018. Uh, George Bush is dead. Uh, George Herbert Walker Bush, I should be specific. He died at the age of, hey, I'm old. Um, a lot of people have been paying tribute to him for being part of the greatest generation, war veteran, everything. His war efforts and also his uh, time as a one-term president, um, managing the end of Cold War and liberated Kuwait. Other people are uh, talking about his uh, spotty record with black folk uh, when he was running uh, for a U.S. Senate seat in Texas. He came out against the uh, landmark Civil Rights Act of uh, 1964, uh, deriding his opponent as radical for supporting the bill that ended segregation in public places and banned employment discrimination. Uh, He was at odds with his family's long history of supporting civil rights. His father, Prescott Bush, a Connecticut senator who... uh, Worked to desegregate schools and protect and protect uh, voting rights, um, and uh, I believe also he uh, George Bush also uh, did work raising money for the United Negro College Fund. So he was uh, he was uh, down with the GOP squad while he was in the doing Senate stuff in Texas. Then of course there was the whole uh, Willie Horton thing. Just still etched in a lot of people's memories when he he and his team uh, dropped that damn ad uh, that scared white people into voting for him. Where uh, the ad said that uh, his opponent, Michael Dukakis, let some criminal out on furlough who went on a robin raping spree. And then, of course, there's also his spotted record with the gays. Uh, a lot of people in the uh, LGBTQ community uh, did felt that he didn't treat the epidemic, the AIDS epidemic, uh, with the urgency it required. Response that activists say 
was indicative of, of wider anti-LGBTQ sentiment in the GOP. Uh, to his benefit, uh, Bush did sign two pieces of legislation in 1990 to address the crisis, the Americans with Disabilities Act, which protected people living with HIV and AIDS from being discriminated against, and the Ryan White Comprehensive AIDS Resources Emergency Act, which provided federal funding for HIV AIDS treatment. But, you know, no matter how, how you feel about him, you got to admit he's, 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 he's way better than his son. Way, way better. He sure he had one term, but uh, he didn't screw things up as much as his boy did. Jesus. And he's better than Trump. Just like everybody is better than Trump. Let's be, let's be honest about this, right? Especially. Um, big news on black Twitter, uh, Cardi B and Offset are done, which is sad name, I, I guess. Uh, we all know this because, of course, Cardi B, uh, went on Instagram topless, apparently, to announce it, saying that, uh, you know, they, you know, they were, they were good business partners and everything, but it's just like. Nah, you know, they just they just fell out of love. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that I believe Offset has been uh, cheating on her with, uh, allegedly with some rapper named Cuban Doll. Uh, between you and me, just like, dude called himself Offset. What possibly makes you think this dude's going to be at home taking care of things? His damn name is off. What is that? What is offset? What does that mean? What is? Can somebody give me the history of why he called himself offset? This. So that Rolling Stone cover that happened over the summer that that whole that whole thing was all for nothing. Just it was a love affair that was just gone. It's just the, the they're the new Pete and Ariana. They just out of, out of the picture. Uh, Tumblr isn't going the, isn't going to have adult content on its site anymore, which is unfortunate because I'm pretty sure the people who are still on Tumblr, that's why they're on Tumblr. I mean, that's the only reason to still be. I mean, I I used to have a Tumblr. I I was well, have a Tumblr page, but I haven't updated it mainly because everybody's gone off Tumblr because it's it's Tumblr. Nobody's really waste. It's like it's like live journal. Nobody's really doing stuff on Tumblr anymore. And the people who are still on Tumblr basically was on Tumblr for, you know, the, the naked pictures of women with big nipples. Big salami slice areolas. That was the only reason to be on Tumblr. The reason why Tumblr isn't even a thing anymore because of Instagram. Because, you know, for so long, Tumblr was the place to go. For, you know, naked thirst trap photos. And then here comes Instagram. Just giving you all the instant uh, bootylicious photos. And why we need Tumblr anymore. So, I mean, Tumblr, that's where I discovered Lo London Andrews was on Tumblr. So, I'm, <laughs> I, let's, let's just, um, let's just do a, uh, 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 preemptive, uh, Pour one out for Tumblr because you know when they get rid of adult content, you know they're gonna be gone soon. So just that's that's how it goes. Sorry, but uh, you know, uh, let's see what else. 
New Jazz nipples. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Kevin Hart is is gonna host the Oscars, which means hating ass Negroes are gonna be mad until the damn show happens. Just I knew that was coming. I knew because uh, you know, yeah, yesterday I think that, that article came out about how no one wants to host the Oscars, and we just we just waiting, just like everybody everybody knows Kevin Hart is gonna host the Oscars eventually, and and every and. And Cat Williams fans all over the place. Cat Williams and Mike Epps fans are going to be like, he ain't funny. He ain't funny at all. Just because they're hating and just, just mad because the brother's making it. So, yeah, just, ugh, man, just, that's, 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 that's basically what I'm going to look for, look forward to the next two months. Just a bunch of think pieces and hot takes of how Kevin Hart is not funny enough to host the Oscars written by angry ass black people. Well, mostly just black guys who just I don't, yeah, black guys are mostly mad at, at Kevin Hart for just making it. Um, this is why we can't have nice things as always. Uh, Takashi six nine that human fruit roll up. Uh, just had his child sex case in New York closed by a judge. A judge revoked the four-year probation and gave uh, 6ix9ine credit for time served. Takashi no longer has to perform a 1,000 hours of community service. The judge cited Takashi's federal racketeering case as a reason for a decision. Um, here's another uh, thing. Um, why the hell is it suddenly all about Takashi 6ix9ine? Like, first of all, where did this dude come from? And why the hell I have to care about him and everything he does. And just... Ugh. The dude looks like, you know, uh, Rainbow Bright on crack. And I really have to hear about his his his, his uh, federal racketeering, his child sex case, and just like... I'm really trying to care about a lot of the stuff I'm talking about right now, but it's so hard. It's so hard when you're just, uh, just, just, just trying to maintain and do stuff. Like it was up to me, you know. I'd be, uh, you, you know, uh, in the lab, uh, working on R&B songs like Raheem Devon, trying to create songs to make girls moist. But I don't have that capability, so I'm here in this studio, uh, hoping. Hoping uh, my guest doesn't notice uh, that I haven't put odories in my shoe. And just uh, trying to, you know, to, to entertain whoever the hell is listening to the show. I would love to know who's listening to it, but I really would like to be like Raheem Devon. It's just like he, he makes... You know, every album he makes is just full of songs that just that just just incite moistness, and it's just like yeah, he does do all those vocals like all that stuff. But I don't think I'm I'm blessed with all that. But uh, uh, Houston is one of the stingiest cities in the U.S. Last week I I talked about how Houston uh, was one of the most sinful cities according to a survey. Now, uh, according to dating site whatsyourprice.com, which pulled member data to determine which cities have the lowest 
average date offers uh, with an with an average date offer of only ninety dollars and sixty six cents, New Orleans tops the list as America's most stingy city. But um, Houston is right up there with hundred and ten dollars and eighty eight cents. First of all, you know it, it didn't have to take some survey whatever for me to 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 to, to realize that this is a stingy city. Just the fact that I've been here for two years and and. Can barely find work, and you know that was already already determined um, that that yeah the city that this city is quite stingy. And when I try to get work, there are people who just like try not to pay you for whatever reason, and then and and give you some some nonsense about how you should be grateful that I'm talking to you at all and everything. Just like, but yeah, that's nice, but it'd be also nice if you paid me. So, uh, if I hear one more teenage girl say, what's the tea? I'm just gonna just, just, you know, just, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna kick him in the chest. Yeah. Just girl or boy. Like where the hell did, what's the tea come from? And I just, he, no, here's the tea. Here's, here's the tea. And I'm just like, yeah, here's my foot in your chest. That's, that's how it goes. Just. Uh, you know, things things could be worse, but you know, at least I'm not on cocaine. That's uh at least I'm not on cocaine. Yeah, I think this I think that should be like the new marker, just like if people say, you know, like if things could be worse, like, hey hey man, how you doing? Oh, uh, you know, you know, at least I'm not on cocaine. Yeah, you know, people out there still doing cocaine be despite the fact everything that you've heard about cocaine really makes you not want to do cocaine, but there's still people out there doing cocaine. People out there still know Coke dealers. They just talk about how they know Coke dealers. And you, and when I hear that stuff, you know, you know, you know what that makes me think when you say, you know, a Coke dealer, you know, a guy who sweats a lot. It's all just a guy who sweats a lot and who's always uh, paying in cash. And is not really doing. Back in when I, when I used to live back in Raleigh, uh, I would go to bars and stuff, and uh, there was always, I would always see two guys walking into a bathroom, and I always used to play that game with myself called, you know, where it's like cocaine or gay sex, and I would pray that I that those guys would be in there doing gay sex. But they, of course, would always be um, walk. They always walk out, hopped out of the, their minds, just thinking again. Just, just, uh, dude, they, they're in there doing cocaine. Jesus. Every time I hear about people doing cocaine, I think like you really want to be in a Brett Easton Ellis novel, don't you? Really want to hang out in the '80s with Patrick Bateman and them, and and listen to the studio all damn night. Yes. Just, it's weird. You, you never hear people say like, "Hey, you know." You, you never hear like people doing cocaine and and launching corporate empires. You know, you know, you never. You always hear people just say, "Hey, I, I did cocaine. And I lost my house." And you just like, just, just ha- like, you know, because I've I've 
I've drank. I've, I've, I've smoked weed here and there. I never did that to the point where I was homeless. And so... You never, you never watch award shows. You know, you don't, you don't see people on the Grammys going like, "Hey, I want to thank my parents, the, my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and cocaine." But you know, just then again, they should. Like, there have been live albums out there. You know, that were live artists who have done work just, you know, on nothing but cocaine. Fleetwood Mac's entire discography apparently was done under cocaine, which is weird. This is like I of all the bands for I would imagine doing cocaine Fleet, Fleetwood Mac. All their music sound like they could be they should, they could be playing during a Renaissance fair, but apparently like all their stuff was done under cocaine, which is like seventeen minutes. But <laughs> I, I was just think I'm just thinking out loud about cocaine because I'm not doing it. So, I guess we should go into music or whatever. This is uh, the most tart show on KPFT. This is the first time the show, I ever said, is the first uh, most tart show after damn near a year. Anyway, uh, this is the Sour Hour. Let's do it. I've been media socialized. To believe in these social lies Tummy tucking my opinions Ass shots in my independent thinking Invisible revolutions 140 character resolutions The sweetest thing I've ever known A list of friends that I've outgrown Media social Media social Media social Why you mad, son? Tell them why you mad. Go ahead, tell them what it is, what it ain't. 
tell them, tell them all your business. Then tell them why it ain't none of their business to begin with. Go tell it on the mount since we telling dry snitching. Tell me one thing, when do you live it? You got so much to say, but in person you're mighty timid. Thumb thugging, computer loving, trolling for like buttons, click baiting and catfishing chickens. I like plucking, so you got a lot of haters. Where they at? Where they at? Are they imaginary haters? Just figments of your imagination. Notification. Too bad she ain't the prototype. Scrolling through emojis and gifts, cause I don't know the type. Type text, keep scrolling the swipe left when you're down in the DMs fishing. You might catch a little something you like or something to throw back. I need that same energy you had in them thirst traps. I mean, <laughs> media social, media social, media social, media social, media social. That was my first time. I've been on the phone all day, my bitch. Huh? Now do you walk it like you really talk it? Let me be frank, do you hate it? Cause we really love it, give it a break Fuck me doing the most of a nothing I need a drink, I walk with the type of rhythm That alters the algorithm And it's computed prison that's full of narcissism Mirror, mirror on the drywall I need y'all, y'all need me We codependent for likes and retweets So we tweet, tweet, tweet the me on the corner, desperate and insecure Pop a molly with East St. Lawrence sword Live vicarious knowing we can't afford to live the life that they got and whatnot We go through hell to use the devil as a photo op And since God don't like it ugly Cause you better photoshop We from the era where the show don't stop Cause they'll be going insta live While your casket drops to the death Media social Media social Media social Media social Media social Stop, baby. 
Oh! Who the f taught you how to do that? Go around me, I'm almost there. Okay, but get up. Oh, boom!
Okay. Um, this is the Sour Hour, a.k.a. Everything is Canceled, a.k.a. Damn Nation Nation, a.k.a. Um, I don't know, just, you know, just some stuff that's happening at, on Wednesday night at 8 o'clock in Houston. And uh, I am Craig D. Lindsay, a.k.a. Anastasia Beaverhausen, a.k.a. Black Larry David, a.k.a. Jobs and Women, two things I can't seem to assess right now. Um, and uh, you listen to the show on KPFT HD2, not 3-2. Um, if you want to hit me up on the medias, on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. Yeah, that's thumbs. Um, you can go to at uh, Uncle Crizzle, U-N-C-L-E-C-R-I-Z-Z-L-E. You can hashtag the Sour Hour, which I know you won't do, but whatever. Hashtag the Sour Let me know you listen to the show. And uh, if you want to listen to uh, previous installments of this ongoing saga, which is uh, me uh, being extremely vulnerable, uh, on the interwebs, uh, you can go to my Mixcloud page, uh, mixcloud.com slash Uncle Crizzle. Uh, let's, uh, let's look at the songs I played. Starting at the top, uh, was, uh, Media Social, the new track from, uh, our good friends, uh, The Hue, a local, uh, hip-hop R&B collective. Uh, they just dropped that, uh, I believe a week ago and they dropped a video with it too, which was, uh, uh, I believe looking at the video, uh, was filmed at, uh, Flash Gordon Park's house who, uh, of course will be, uh, doing his show, I believe at, uh, 9 PM in the main studio, KPFT 90.1. Um, I got a text from Flash today, which is like some kind of, he has sent some photo of an old, uh, cassette from a local group, and I just like, and I texted him back, like, "What is this all about?" And and he texted me, "Oh, I'm sorry, wrong, Craig." So it was just like I was, I was briefly happy that Flash texted me, and then he was just like, "Oh, was, uh, I I'm pretty sure it was for for B B Boy Craig, Craig Long." So just like, once again, uh, just people in Houston uh, getting my hopes up. Oh, well, we're gonna. We're gonna talk. We're gonna we're gonna get together, have a conversation. Just like, yeah, no, that's not the. You're not the Craig I was looking for. So, um, yeah. So feel so so damn lonely around here. Damn it. Okay, but uh, and then um, we played a uh, a new track from the one and only uh, Anderson oh. Park. From uh, the Oxnard album, his new album, uh, his Dre-produced album, Head Low, uh, featuring Norrell. And if you haven't figured that out, figured out what the song's about, it's it, it's getting some oral on the on the freeway. Uh, so yeah, that was a good. That's one of my favorite tracks from that album. And uh, after that, um, that uh, that uh, vinyl track, a very uh, uh, bumpy dance number. Uh, uh, an old school track, uh, Saturday Night, from the, uh, tracks from the Wax compilation, a local, uh, compilation that came out, I think, 20 years ago, 18 years old, 18 years ago, uh, by, uh, 
Joe B. That was actually his electro remix. And uh, tonight's tonight's guest uh, that I have here in the Sour Hour, uh, she is a vocalist. Uh, she is a uh, fly girl. Uh, she is an all-around uh, ray of sunshine. And she's been trying to uh, lift up my spirits. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm dead inside, dear. Um, uh, Karina Nistal, uh, welcome uh, to the Sour Hour there. Hello. Hey, how's it going? And yeah, so what's and I don't know if I can hear anything. No, you can't because they're not connected. Should I? Should but, I put uh, in my? But put, put, put in these because they're actually connected. You connected the good ones. No, I'm actually trying to connect the <laughs> the headphones where you can actually hear what's going on. So. Oh hey. my gosh, I'm all twisted. Okay. Yeah, can you hear these? Yeah. All right. I'll just scooch over. All right. How you How you doing, dear? I'm good. How are you? Well, I'm fine. Can uh, I get just one little crack of smile? Have I been smiling? I no. I have. I'm not. In, I'm not in control of my face. Show so. me one. Well, just hey. Is that, <laughs> that it? Is that, okay, is, that'll is that work. I'll let that slide. <laughs> All right. Uh, tough crowd. Tough crowd. Yeah, Karina <laughs> and I go way back. Uh, way back to the days when, because um, that track we played is actually. Um, uh, uh, part of a uh, compilation the reason why it's called tracks in the wax because uh the uh, the guy who put that uh compilation together joe b used to have a um weekly uh, no a monthly uh residency at this uh, long gone establishment called it was well, well it's called it was called the wax museum right and then it was club wax and he used to do this thing over there. It was one of my favorite uh, nights that they had over there called Starlight Lounge, mm-hmm. where it would be like him and uh, there's like a lot of DJs like Rico Tw- Trill and uh, yeah, Cipher, yeah, six oh six, Unity, yeah, yeah, most of the Rebel Crew. Yeah, the Rebel Crew. That was his right. whole establishment, and you. Along with being a vocalist, was a fly girl, which I entailed you and another lady, uh, Sarah Fern, would uh, EPS would uh, would just stand on something and dance. Right. Yeah, and that was and that was the whole night. <laughs> yeah. And we tried to make you smile, even then. I'm well, just. <laughs> I, wait, I, I'm sure you guys were had other things to do, like trying to get the things on. Like, hey, well, I'm, I'm sure it wasn't trying our main to get our priority. skimpy outfits on. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I also love that uh, he, uh, Joe, the, the flyers, because like a thing. Oh, right. Trying to find out what was going on in the city, you yeah. needed to get uh, flyers, and he had the best flyers because uh, he would uh, get like old. Vintage um, yeah, women, uh, yeah, album covers album with, covers, with, with yeah. women on it and everything, and that would be the flyer. And I always used to tell them, just like, you know, you get like a, you have like a book of this around, and, everything, <laughs> and like, and and so, I don't know how that is, but uh, but yeah, that's that's where I first, uh, actually, first, I I knew you didn't like you and uh, Sister Stroke, yep, y'all used to do stuff and for, Annette music, yeah, we yeah. had Groove Matters, and that's. When we met you, because you interviewed us too. Yeah, yeah, because because actually, because a long time ago, um, I was doing this thing for Houston Press called the Nightfly, where I talked about nightlife, and it was sad. 
And uh, it was like, I'm like, like literally that whole experience, because it's gotten funny, because I started that column, and I did that for two, two, three years, and then I got fired from it. And then, <laughs> um, then like, other people did it, like Brian McManus and Shea Serrano, right. and they would go on to do bigger and better things. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm here back in Houston, uh, trying not to be homeless most of the time, and so, but it's like I'm, I'm like literally the only, like, like the only person who did that column who were just like, and I'm still, I'm still, still trying to stroll. That whole experience, I'm not. I'm gonna talk about like that's a whole different other story. <laughs> the best is yet to come. Well, just like it's that whole ahead. the whole knife life story is something I'll get into it another time, but. Um, you, you were you know, heavily involved in the nightlife scene. Like I said, you were doing, you were like part of that collective with Sister Stroke. Cause it was like a, kind of like a, I, I wouldn't say all female. A female but, trio. Yeah. We were playing mostly raves. Um, some of the bigger raves, uh, not, none that I can remember at this very second because I just, it's been so long. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, some of the really big raves that were going on at the uh, six ten flea market. Um, that's oh, the trading fair. The, the trading, trading fair. fair. Yeah, oh, wow. we did yeah, that. Which is now, I believe, like a charter school or something. Right. Yeah. yeah. Something furniture store. Who knows? It used but, to be a furniture <laughs> store, but now it's a charter. <laughs> but uh, but so, yeah. yeah, that's we did a lot of stuff. Um, we did plur events. Um, we did Scooby Doo crew events. Um, yeah, we were just all over the place, and uh, Net played Congas, who's now doing stuff under Debbie Genuine. Oh yeah, I forgot her her new alias. Yes, yeah. and Sister Stroke, she's in London. Yeah, she does in... her Freak Freely show every other Friday, and then mm-hmm. I'm doing my solo thing. Yeah, because uh, you know, I've uh, you know we we've we've talked on and off over the years, and right. uh, you've uh, you've uh, released uh, music on your own because mm-hmm. I, I remember i believe like you 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 originally diva karina i did yes and then you're just karina nistal right yeah and then and and you did did a lot actually you moved to los angeles to pursue uh everything a, a, yeah everything <laughs> same career like when did you move to los angeles uh 2011 2011 mm-hmm. and uh so what was your time like over there it was um it was good. It was really good. I got to pursue a lot of different stuff, not only music but acting. Mm-hmm. So I was uh in you know, playing in shows and commercials and oh, really? short films and anything that people would would know about? Oh yeah. I mean I've done ton of stuff like, you know, as far as like background work, extra work, background. lead work. Mm-hmm. Um let's see, I was just in a short called the awakening mm-hmm. um that aired at ucla this past friday and um i was in how to get away with murder a few times like nothing like front screen but i was in the back <laughs> okay i mean you have any stories like any viola davis stories oh yeah her? yeah no she's awesome mm-hmm. she is uh we we would sit next to her or i got to sit next to her in the dressing room went or in the where is it her hair and makeup room one time and she was just saying i gotta get ready because i'm going to jail today you know and it was the episode where she was gonna get taken to jail and um and so i was next to the cop i was a cop for that um 
show and I was next to the cop that was taking her in. Uh-huh. So it was fun, like just different stuff like that. Um, NCIS. Um, oh, NCIS, which, which was the, the, the LL Cool J? Yep, yep, yep. What was, I got what was, to say hello to Mr. LL. Was he licking his lips a lot? <laughs> no, he's actually really nice. He speaks to everyone on set. And, oh, okay. You know, I had loud shoes that day, and so I didn't mean to, but I was just a little more noticeable yeah. than usual. Um, Were there experiences where you just like, you know, just like was not a a fun environment? Was there like? Yeah, some- yeah, yeah. Um, what it, what was that SWAT with Shamar Moore? Like he would forget his lines all the time, and you oh. know, nice to look at, but you know, not nice when you're having to get back in place because some a main actor is not remembering his lines so okay. stuff like that just oh, funny wow. stuff yeah. weather stuff like being out in the heat like it's not like houston heat but when you're out in the sun you are liable to get some sun mm-hmm. and so um yeah just different stuff like that i also have an episode on let's make a deal january 14th oh uh, wait 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 we did on that with- i i won a trip to hawaii <laughs> oh wow! You you want to quit Hawaii? Mm-hmm. So you and I got to sing with Wayne Brady. So oh, you wow, got, you got to Wayne. see that. Yeah, sing with Wayne Brady. Mm-hmm. Cool. I know. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so, like, you do a lot of CBS stuff. Apparently, <laughs> I did a lot of a lot. You yeah. know, yeah. It. I mean, just it was a fun experience. It was a lot to get into. I also worked for a commercial real estate uh, developer for a couple of years as well so um i did some live project stuff i played pride in long beach a lot of a lot of pride events mm-hmm. um yeah i mean la was great i also released two albums there i wrote this album that i'm about to release um i was on disability for a while and just had a lot of time to write because i wasn't working why you were on disability i had ankle surgery oh yeah so um I had lateral ligament surgery, which is just fancy for you've sprained your ankle too much and you got to stop being clumsy. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I, I, I stretched my ligaments way too far and I ended up having to get surgery. Well, I mean, you've, you appear to be living your best life in uh, <laughs> Los Angeles, despite the traffic. I remember you told me years, oh, yeah. years ago that the, the traffic in L.A. and got nothing to traffic in Houston. Yeah. So why are you back here in this godforsaken place? <laughs> That's funny because when I first saw you at the art show a month and a half ago, or yeah, whatever, we 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 bumped into each other. The first question you asked me. Hardy I mean, you know what? I love Houston. Houston is where I grew up, mm-hmm. and um, my family's here. Everyone I love is here. You know, so as much as I love LA, LA will be there. But the people I love are here, so I can always go back to LA. And, you know, maybe I will. And then you can come visit. And then you can really smile. Uh, I'm, I'm broke, so <laughs> I can't just, just realize. How I'll fly you I out. When I, when I get my big check, I'll fly you out. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, uh, okay, you're back. You're, you're just here. So here. my family's here. Yeah, you family. Know, my family's here. He's here, obviously. Oh, yeah, there's a dude here, too. <laughs> uh, John, you, like, should we acknowledge him? You're, yeah, like, you're of producer. course. Jay Hot, he's got one of the tracks on the record. Yeah, I'm and um, yeah, you guys will hear it. It's our bonus track, but it's it's a really hefty bonus, so we're excited to to add that to the album. Yeah, because well, let's talk about that because uh, you're working on new music and an album, and it's it it's French. 
like in the title, yes. French. What the hell is it called again? Je ne sais quoi. Okay. And uh, didn't you like uh, go crowdfunding? Could you I did. Like, hit me up on it about that and just. I did. I was like, if you're not going to donate, at least interview me because we go way back. <laughs> and you agreed. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm so persuasive. See, I'm here. Yeah. Well, I just, you know, I just said, hey, you want to do the show? And just like, and I just like, well, maybe she'll show up. Maybe not. Cause that's of basic, course. That's basically how it goes. When here. have I stood you up? If we make plans, we make plans. Okay. So, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, so many people have just done me dirty around here. I'm just Aww. like, it's, you know, hey, just like, if you don't, you know, if you show up, if you show up, and just if you're not, if you're not. But it, that's just me. But, uh, yeah, so you got new me. And just so, because I've been listening to the tracks on it. And, I mean, you sent me the last track, which is... Um, is it's it's kind of uh, in the familiar vein of what I just played recently, earlier with you and Joby, but at the same time, there's some Tejano influences in it. I'd say cumbia, cumbia. cumbia. <laughs> hey, you know, just like it's like a cumbia EDM track. Um, mm. All props to John. He um, came up with it and just said, "Hey, can you come up with some lyrics?" So yeah, uh, that's what I did. But the album itself is. Um, it covers a lot of different genres. It's a lot of fun. I do quite a bit of Spanish on it, mm. uh, soulful stuff, hip-hop stuff. And so we needed a dance track. We needed a party track on there. So that's why we added this one to try to get people dancing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, let's see if we can uh, get a track. Uh, you should one, play it. Yeah. Well, there's one track that I like. Um Let's see if that will work out. Uh, it's it's is it called uh, down for you? Yeah. All right. Well, let's 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 play that thing right Shout now. Shout out to Kwas five thousand. Kwas five thousand. Okay. <laughs> well, we're gonna play that stuff here. Let's see if this goes. This is uh, down for you from uh, Karina Nistel. This is the sour hour.
thought that was sexy. <laughs> and uh, that was uh, down down for you uh, from uh, Karina Nistow, her, her upcoming album, uh, Genesee Qua. Okay. And, um, yeah, so, yeah, that was very soulful and uh, very, you know, just... Uh, it was, very, it was very enticing and moist and everything. And uh, so just is that kind of like what you were going for with this album and just like. Um, this is just one of the many facets of it. But yeah, this track is definitely meant to hit a certain spot. Yes, this is hit, hits a lot of spots. <laughs> and uh, so what are we talking about uh, with this album? I mean, it's going to come out soon. What are, we, what are we doing here? Yeah, so we're on the mixing stages which is taking a little while and then we added a new song so Mm -hmm. um we're on the final mixing stages and then we're gonna send it to mastering Mm -hmm. soon ish okay like within the next week or so so is there a release date for it yet well i was looking at mid-december which i'm probably pushing it so now i'm looking at probably the end of december Mm-hmm. But the vinyl should be in hand by February because it's going to take six weeks to press. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, so it's like just you find it that uh, doing it by yourself and on your own, it's kind of like a. It's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's my third uh, crowdfunding campaign. And, you know, I do get the support. So I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for everyone who pledged to help make it happen on Kickstarter. And it's coming. Yeah. I mean, are you doing any live stuff? Uh... I will. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have a release party. It's like everything's kind of gradually happening. So I'm thinking February will be the release party. February. Think that are might you going to be... come out? I don't know when or where is that. Oh. I'm going to let you know. Okay. You got to understand something. People you don't talk to day. me uh, generally. So you you, you uh, giving me all this attention, I don't know how to handle it. <laughs> so just like, I, well, I don't know if it's genuine or anything like that. So it's just like. It's just called being present. Okay. Uh, and um, so. Well, just what advice would you give the people? Because apparently you're positive, and I I think well, apparently you know bad stuff doesn't seem to happen to you because you just I I don't know. Bad stuff happens to everyone, you know. You just, well, just like really bad stuff, like you get accused not not, not the stuff <laughs> like with me, just like white women accuse you of being a predator or stuff like that, just like. Like people just look at you and just like, hey, you have the smile and you have the good looks and everything and just like you smell nice and just. uh, (laughs) That helps. Yeah. Yeah. Because I actually like when you came today Uh and and saw saw me outside and like you gave me a hug like crap. I forgot to put on deodorant. So I went. (laughs) So I went to the car. You don't smell bad. Yeah. Because I bathed today. And it's one of those lucky occasions where I bathe, so it doesn't like it doesn't ignite a complete funkness yeah. about myself. But just, but yeah, just how how you maintain positivity? Um, I just try to fill my world up with positive things. You know, yeah. like um, 
I try to read as much positive stuff as I can, listen to mm. much positive stuff as I can. I mean, there's enough negativity in the world yeah. Yeah. that we don't need to engage. Yeah. Like we just need to, you know, keep moving forward and expect the best because you will receive what you expect and you will also receive what you put out. Yeah. And what are the positive aspects for you? Things, what, are what are the, the positive th- things that, that you that you seek that like for me, it's BBW porn. But what is it for you? <laughs> is it just... um, for me, it's just <clears throat> the positive aspects. I mean, I just try really hard to let things roll off my back. Like yeah. I pick my battles. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not, it's not worth it. It's not worth it otherwise, you know? Okay. Like, they, you know, life's too short. Exactly. So you, you got to just let it go. And there's there's a, there's enough to get mad about and there's enough that might hit a trigger. Yeah. So, you know, you you cross that bridge when you get to it. Otherwise, just keep it moving. All right. And speaking of keeping moving, uh, thanks for coming down. Uh, where Thank can people you. contact you? What's your uh, all your medias and where people can reach My you? My Insta and Twitter handle is Karina Nistal, K-A-R-I-N-A-N-I-S-T-A-L. You can find me on Facebook, Karina Nistal Music. You can find me anywhere. If you look for me, you will find me. So hit me up, say what's up, and um, look out for the new music and the release party coming soon. All right. Thank you very much, uh, Karina, for coming down here. Um, Well, it's time for me to go. So uh, uh, Flash Gordon Park show is coming up in the main studio, as I said. Fly Squad Radio, all that's missing is you, is, is coming up next here on KPFD HD2. Till then, this is, uh, why, do, why do I keep saying until then? But just until then, this is Craig D. Lindsay saying, uh, Sarah Huckabee, uh, you, me, and some chicken tenders from Walmart. Have a good day.